Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. Today, I want to chat with you all about boundaries. What are they? Why do we need them? And how do we enforce them? This is such an important concept, especially as a mom, a new mom, a seasoned mom. (laughs) It's so important to clearly evaluate and define what your boundaries are with yourself, with your partner, with your children, and with other family members and friends. And then properly and clearly communicate those boundaries and ensure that others enforce them. So if you are not super familiar with, you know, really what boundaries are or how to set boundaries or what boundaries look like as a new mom, that is what today's episode is all about. So let's dive in. So to be honest with you, I didn't really know what the term boundaries even meant up until maybe like two years ago. I feel like A couple years ago, I heard people talk about boundaries left and right, and I literally, this sounds so dumb, but I literally googled what the term boundaries actually meant. So in case you're in the same boat as me, I went on Google and found a definition of the term boundaries for us. (laughs) So boundaries can be thought of as guidelines that respect your needs and those of others. They are a healthy part of good relationships at all phases of life. However, boundaries become particularly important when setting new routines in parenting, especially after the birth of a new baby. This is because they allow new parents to guard their physical needs like routines, schedules, sleep, and emotional needs like downtime, privacy, and bonding moments. So obviously that is not like the broad term and definition for boundaries. I did Google like specifically, what does it mean to have boundaries as a mother, as a parent? So hopefully that definition kind of clears things up for you. And you know, the best, the best thing about having healthy boundaries is that they lend themselves to maintaining healthy relationships and connections by protecting your needs. So having boundaries is not at all you being selfish, having firm boundaries does not make you rude or inconsiderate. It's something that you need to do for your mental health, for your sanity, for the sake of your children. And it's so important that others adhere to your boundaries and the guidelines that you set. And if they don't, then we need to kind of talk about what to do next, right? So To know what boundaries to set with your family, you really have to pay attention to yourself and your needs as a mom. Every mom and every baby are so different. So what matters most when you have a baby is learning what you need and what's best for your child. And start setting those boundaries really early and clearly communicate them and then gently and kindly remind others when they're crossing your boundaries because they honestly might not even realize they're doing it, right? 
So like I said, every mom is different. So your boundaries might look different from my boundaries and mine look different from the next mom's boundaries, right? Like for example, some new moms, they like to have help and they want family close by to assist with things like laundry, meals, breastfeeding, things like that, right? Whereas another mom might feel completely suffocated having other people in their space while trying to tackle this new transition. You know, like some moms might, for example, like notice your stress level and your cortisol is like rising when you have someone else cooking in your kitchen and making a mess. (laughs) Um, Whereas other moms might love to have that, that nurturing support and that village surrounding them. We are all wired completely completely differently and that what that's what makes us unique and what makes life you know fun and interesting so it's really important that it's nice to do it already before you have a baby to kind of start early but honestly like there's so much that you don't know until you become a mom of like truly like how you're gonna feel how much space you want how much help you need like you don't know how your mental health is gonna be and if you want help or you need separation right so It's kind of doing, um, taking inventory once your baby is here, like you and your partner really need to sit down and take inventory of what you need, what some people might be doing, like family and friends that just kind of feels uncomfortable or like it's just too much, you know? Um, so that's really important to do as you have a new child and actually sit down with your partner and have some of these conversations. And it's really important too. I so often hear on Instagram that it's more so the in-laws that will overstep. And if that's the case for you, it's really important that your partner also steps up and speaks with his parents, his or her parents, right? Um, Because you don't want to be like, quote unquote, the bad guy by being the one that's being really firm. You know, like I hear this from so many new moms that they're frustrated with her in-laws and the partner is just not speaking up because the partner doesn't want to create a strife in the relationship. But it's so important that you guys are a team and you, you set these boundaries and are firm on them together as a team, as parents, right? So... A lot of boundaries initially are around like setting boundaries with visitors and with the new baby, right? So many of us, like our parents, our in-laws, they just want to come over right away or come to the hospital and see our, our new baby, our bundle of joy, you know, maybe their first time grandparents and it's so exciting. And I think sometimes among that excitement, it can be sort of forgotten that maybe the new parents need a little bit of space during this big transition. Like for me, for example, I gave birth during the height of COVID. So we weren't allowed to have visitors and I cannot imagine having visitors. Like when your, your breasts are hanging out, you're bleeding. Like, I mean, I was just hanging out all over the place. I did not feel great. I was trying to figure out my baby. I felt a little lost and I'm so glad that it was just my husband and I, and that I didn't have to navigate, um, visitors or like telling people like, no, thank you. Like, we'll see you when we're ready, like at our house. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to kind of navigate that. But so some of the questions that you might ask yourself, right? So 
Like what schedule, if any, is my baby on? What are the best times for visitors? What times are not ideal? Like maybe you don't want to have visitors over while you're breastfeeding, if you're choosing to breastfeed. Um, Are there certain people that you want to see now or see later or maybe not even see at all? Um, What is currently creating stress in our home? Am I worried about illnesses being brought into my home? You know, what precautions do I want in place if this is a concern? That was a huge concern for us with a newborn in 2020. I had everyone wear masks, wash their hands. I mean, I even asked my, our you know, close family, like my, my parents and my in-laws to get like all the vaccines that the doctor recommended to have with their new baby. Like they got their flu shots. They got, what is that? The Tdap? I don't even know if that's right. Um, and they were all so kind to like, you know, go through with all of that for me. Um, because I was so nervous about our baby getting sick. So there is nothing wrong with you telling someone if they have like a cold or something to please stay home until they feel better. There is nothing wrong with asking visitors to come in and wash their hands before they hold your baby, okay? There's nothing wrong with asking someone to wear a mask. Like, we're still somewhat in that COVID world, and if that's what makes you feel more comfortable, then that's what makes you feel comfortable. If you don't want anyone kissing your baby, you're allowed to say that. Like, you're... Your parents, your in-laws, they're going to want to smooch all over their new grandbaby. Like, I mean, it's it's completely understandable, right? Like I kissed my baby a thousand times a day at least, right? And so of course they want to do it too. But you're allowed to say, please don't kiss my baby. It's going to be really hard for them because they want to so bad. They just want to shower them with love. But you are allowed to say that and they are allowed to respect that. Um, do I have preferences for pets coming into my house, right? Like not everyone wants animals around their baby. Um, how do I feel about other children coming into my house? Maybe you already want to think about like, do I want little cousins to hold the baby? You know, you don't really want everyone to hold your fragile newborn. It's perfectly okay to tell someone like, hey, you know, maybe your my three-year-old nephew doesn't hold my baby right now you know maybe when my baby's a little older and he's a little older I mean all these things are perfectly acceptable another question might be like do I care how many people are coming to visit at once like what feels comfortable for me you know how long do I want them to stay how much notice do I want them to give me you know I cannot stand it when people just pop by or they like unannounced, right? Like that most people don't enjoy that. You want some kind of notice that someone's coming. Um, and then even if someone just gives me like a 15, 20 minute notice, like that bothers me so much. I have like zero tolerance for that. So these are all things, right? Like you set that precedent and certain things like that, you can already create boundaries for before you're a parent. Like I've always made it very clear to family that I like to have notice. I like to have plans. Um, And I don't want people to stay forever. I'm like one of those people that likes to have my space back. And, you know, like I'll often, even if I have like friends coming over, sometimes I'm like, yeah, like, you know, come over from like four to six-ish. And maybe that's like ridiculous of me. And if we're having a great time, like 
you know, people will stay longer, but sometimes like it's nice to set those boundaries because there are people that will overstay and like, then you need to do bedtime or you need to, you know, pump or breastfeed or whatever it may be. So I'm just, I'm reminding you and giving you permission that you are allowed to set boundaries. This is your life, your baby, your home, you know, people love you and they will hopefully respect you. Now we are going to get into the whole ordeal about, you know, the mother-in-law or the mom that just does not respect your boundaries. It just goes over their head. They break all the boundaries and it causes so much tension and strife in your relationship and you're frustrated. You don't even want to see them. Your partner's not speaking up for you. So we're going to get into that as well. But I would say that the biggest takeaway here and the biggest tip with setting boundaries with family is just remembering that you are not being rude by asking for what you need. And it may be easier to ask for what you need before people even come to visit, right? Just like I said, a simple text like, can't wait to see you today at three o'clock. Baby will be wide awake and ready to be held, you know, before she lays back down at five. Um, you know, you, you could even say something like, you know, she just got over a cold. So if you happen to be sick, just, you know, please let me know and we can find another day for you to, to visit. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll see you soon. Something just that simple. So kind of like setting that, that expectation before they even come over because it's all these things are so much less awkward and less uncomfortable to do via text behind your phone versus like in person. So um, that's, a, that's a really great way to do it, I think. Um, and you know, the other thing is that so many moms and women often refrain from asking for what they need because of their fear. They don't want to offend anyone, you know? So many of us are people pleasers and we just never want to upset anyone, especially family. But instead of feeling like you're being rude, I just want you to walk away from this episode today to feel empowered, to know that you have the right to create a peaceful, safe, healthy environment as you transition to life with your baby and beyond. So before we go any further, I put up a poll on Instagram, a question box, asking moms in my community for some examples of where family, friends, or coworkers have broken boundaries and not respected your needs. So I want to read through some of these to give you some clear examples from real moms about what it might look like to have a boundary be broken, if you will. I don't know. Like, let's call it that. A broken boundary. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll title the episode Broken Boundaries. Okay, so I saw at least two or three responses saying, work does not consider my pumping schedule that's on my calendar. That coworkers just keep scheduling meetings during your pumping time. And so, like, I can see it from both sides, right? Like, the work has to get done. Maybe they also have other, other commitments, other meetings, places to be like for their kids. So like 
you know, maybe the, the things get scheduled when the, the majority of the people can meet. But like, you know, pumping moms have a right to pump at work. Like you are legally entitled to this. It's literally how you keep your baby alive. You know, you, that's how you nourish your child. And people should be respectful of that, especially if you're going out of your way to, you know, put that 15, 20 minute window on your calendar so that your coworkers are aware So if people are disrespecting that boundary, like I would 100% say something. If you don't feel comfortable saying it, send an email and just remind people like gently, like, Hey, by the way, you know, I have this on my calendar. It would be really, really great if we could try and schedule meetings around that. And maybe you just say something like, you know, I know that might be a little bit difficult or, um, inconvenient, right. Kind of try and like level with them. But this is really important for me and it's also important for me to be in these meetings. So I would just really love it if we could try and arrange something around my schedule. Um, let's see what else. I saw a lot of, of comments on here about family disregarding your request not to post baby on social media. A lot of us parents now are refraining from sharing our babies on our Facebook or Instagram just for their own safety, right? And like, I really truly think that we as parents are the ones that should post the photos. Like, I really kind of feel like it should really just be us posting them. Um, And then if we posted them, if like our family wants to like reshare them, then I feel like, you know, that's okay, but that's completely up to you. I have heard stories where like one of my close friends, her mother in law, didn't even like she sent her a photo and she didn't even respond to her text to say like oh like she's so cute or like how are you doing and all she did was share that photo to Facebook and she is like very MIA as a mother-in-law and that's just rude you know like what does that even say I don't know that's like literally just putting out into the world like oh look at me like I'm a great grandma but in reality you're not even involved so It's perfectly fine for you to set boundaries and tell family and friends to please not post photos of your baby or your toddler or your child without your permission, just for their safety, for their privacy. Um, I just see more and more of us now being more mindful of that in this, you know, social media world. I also saw a lot about, um, in-laws or your parents not respecting your wishes about what your your baby or your child can or can't eat. There are a lot of like pretty severe allergies nowadays that kids have that causes a lot of stress and anxiety for parents. And you know, if family members can't be mindful of that, like that's not okay, especially if it's something where your child could get really sick or even have to be like hospitalized potentially, right? Um and like there are other things, for example, like For me, I always told, like when my son would stay with my mother-in-law, I always said, hey, like, (laughs) first of all, we're vegetarian, so please don't feed him meat. And in the beginning, I was very, very strict about sugar intake. I just didn't want him to have any added sugar. I've completely gotten slack on that, right? Like now he can have some things that are sugary. He has, you know, M&Ms for potty training and like all the things. So I've totally loosened the reins on that. But in the beginning, 
those two things were really, really important to me. And I just so deeply appreciate the fact that she just listened to me. Like she adores her children so much and she would never want there to be any issues between us. So when we set certain boundaries, she is so respectful of them, at least as far as I know, (laughs) unless she's secretly feeding him a bunch of candy, which I don't think she is because she respects me, loves me, appreciates me. So um, I wish everyone could have a mother-in-law like mine. She is literally a godsend. She is, I I wish you could have her too, because I have heard horror stories of mother-in-laws and I don't know how you do it if you have one of those. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. So the food thing is really important. And it was also like a lot of you said, um, you know, that family is, is feeding your kids foods that they're not ready for yet. Like developmentally, right? Maybe they're too hard and you're worried about choking or it's just something that they have never tried before. And it's like, as parents, we want to be the ones to do these things first, you know, let's see what else. Um, a lot of messages about like your in-laws giving you too many opinions when you're not asking like a lot of unsolicited advice and opinions and not in a very kind way so I do have later on a few things I want to say about that um but this whole this whole thing of of like the in-laws or even your own parents feeling like they're entitled because of their titles right um there are in-laws or parents that don't make as much of an effort if it's not convenient. There are family members that like won't hand back over your crying baby to you or just take your baby right out of your arms without even asking. Those are two really big things, especially for new moms. Like I think as new moms, we feel a lot of anxiety, whether you have postpartum like mental health struggles or not, there's a lot of anxiety And it's important that someone actually asks if they can hold your baby and not just rip them out of your arms. And when your baby's crying, at least for me, it would, it would trigger something inside of me and make me just, I don't know, it made me feel some sort of way and I would want my baby back. So when people don't do that, like it is perfectly okay for you to tell a family member holding your crying baby, like, Hey, you know, I think it's time to to give him back. You know, I, I'd like to be the one to try and comfort him. What else? I'm, I'm going through this very long list. Um, oh, here's a good one. Parents forcing their religion on my child. It has strained our relationship. Yeah, I can see that. Um, if anyone were to push religion or politics on my child, like I would not be okay with that. Like those are two Things that have not yet come up, obviously, but like as he gets older, that is something that I know my husband and I will definitely want to mention to family that, you know, these are things that we don't really talk about with our kid. Like, like we will talk about them, but not you, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Um, let's see what else. Oh, okay. I saw a few about not listening to what we ask about like wanting them to not kiss or hug all over our children. Again, I said this earlier, it's perfectly fine for you to tell family that you don't want 
them to kiss all over your kids, especially during like sick season, right? Flu season, COVID season. Is there such a thing as COVID season? I don't even know. (laughs) Um, Another boundary that I have now that my son is older, like it didn't really bother me for them to kiss on him a little bit, you know, especially kind of once we got past the initial COVID scare. But a boundary that I have now that he's a toddler is I really, really respect and prioritize body autonomy. So I really want him, if he, when we're greeting someone or saying goodbye or even just throughout, like hanging out with someone, if they ask for physical affection, like a hug or a kiss, and he doesn't want to, I do not push that. I have told my parents, my in-laws, you know, uncles, aunts, like we do not push him to give hugs when we say hello or goodbye. He can choose how he wants to approach that, whether it's just a wave and saying bye or a fist bump, high five, you know, I mean, he doesn't have to literally touch people at all. If he just wants to say bye, he can say bye. I'm obviously teaching him not to be rude and to actually say something or make a a gesture like a wave. Um, But it's so important for me to not push that physical touch if he does not want to. And that has a lot to do with like helping shield him from, you know, like sexual abuse. So I need to get into that in another episode because that's a really, really big topic that's very important to me. But anyways, I don't want to get off topic here. I'm I'm going through these to look for a couple more. Um, um, Oh, this is a good one. Um, Family members trying to discipline my child. I think that that's a fine line of like, if your child is a little older and is like truly doing something they shouldn't be doing, like hitting his cousin or, you know, throwing rocks or throwing, throwing things you shouldn't be throwing or is about to drop something like fragile. Like yes, I definitely think it's perfectly okay for family members to step in, not physically, like, like no hitting, no yelling. Right. But like, it's perfectly okay for them to say like, Hey, you know, we don't throw that. Please stop throwing or things like that, right? But for those of you where your family members try to discipline and step in a little too much, like, yeah, that would bother me. And I would definitely set that boundary. Um, oh, here's another one. Let's see. Giving gifts that they then get angry when they don't see them being used. And then she writes, but those gifts are things I don't feel comfortable with. And they knew that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Totally agree. Um, Yeah. I think those were some really good examples to kind of give you an idea of, of real life boundaries and family members breaking those boundaries. 
So I want to touch a little bit on unsolicited advice because this is something so many new moms and parents deal with and they don't really know what to say and how to approach it in a kind way, I guess. So it's like, hey, welcome to new parenthood bliss, right? Like you're new to this, but your mom, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your grandma, your aunt, your neighbor, and Karen over on Facebook have all already been around the block and have tons of free advice to unload on your front porch. (laughs) So a lot of the advice can be unuseful, unhelpful, outdated, and it might come off judgy. And I I could do a completely separate episode on unsolicited advice, but I want to touch on it a little bit here because it's also a place where you can set boundaries if people surrounding you give a lot of unsolicited advice and it just frustrates you, right? So you can give some really kind, like neutral responses when someone just isn't respecting those boundaries. So you could just say something simple like, I really appreciate your expertise and I will ask you if I need help or if I have any questions. Or thank you so much for your advice. I understand we see things differently regarding this matter, um, but I would really appreciate it if you followed how I do this. So that would work really well if say like someone in your family is doing the caretaking for your baby. Like maybe you're going back to work and your mom or your your in-laws are you know nannying, babysitting your baby or your toddler or they're just going over there for a night or the weekend, right? When you have sort of these expectations of how their sleep should go, how what not to feed them, you know, different things like that, that's something so great that you can say when they want to do things so differently that you really just say like hey, like we have differing opinions on how to do this, you know, but I'm his mom and I want to keep his routine going. So I'd really appreciate it if you, if you followed how I do things at home. So often I think it's just that the grandparents want to spoil their grandbaby. And, you know, the best way to just kind of offset that is just by asking them to respect your wishes so now the rest of this goes for whether it's your, your family doing the caretaking or someone else of your baby. Um, one of the best ways to handle your boundaries is just to simply go through your routines with whoever the caregiver is. You can vocalize what practices are important to you and also what you want them to avoid. Um, so explain why. Like I will often tell my mother-in-law before my son goes over there, what sort of things are giving me anxiety that at that point? Like maybe it's like he at, at one point he was jumping on the couch and I was nervous he was going to fall off. So I was just like, hey, like just please, if you can pay attention to that, you know, just, I don't know, just silly things like that. But um, giving an explanation of why you do things a certain way can really create understanding and unity. Like for them to really understand the why behind your decisions. But at the same time, I will say, you also need to learn to say no or to set a boundary without requiring giving an explanation. Like you do not always have to explain yourself. If you really, really want them to understand and really respect your boundary, 
Sometimes giving that that why and that explanation can help them better understand and see your point of view, but also know that you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone an explanation. You are allowed to tell someone, hey, today is not a good day. Today is not a good time to come by without saying like, because I'm feeling this, 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 and this, right? You, you're allowed to just say like, hey, it's not a good day. <sighs> so... Something I think that's important to remember is that your own mom or mother-in-law have also had babies and have been in your shoes. They probably are more understanding than you even think they'll be. I am so big on just speaking your mind, telling people what you need, asking for help if you need it without feeling guilty about, you know, accepting help. Saying no when you don't want to do something or when something doesn't feel good. So yeah, and I I think that with the arrival of a new baby, you know, it's a big cause for celebration and a lot of, of families can be caught off guard by like just how different the dynamics can be after the arrival of a little human. You know, everyone is trying to figure out their roles, their expectations, and it can kind of be like a a minefield, you know? Um, Like, for example, like your mom or your mother-in-law might now feel a little displaced from like the helm of the family with your new role as a a mom all of a sudden, your new mom status, right? Um, Where they may have had sort of preconceived ideas about how they're going to be grandparents, And maybe that doesn't drive with your parenting style, right? Like parenting styles are a huge thing with boundaries as well. And also like we might feel disappointed in what type of grandparents they are. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting to navigate the new roles. It's, it's, There's a lot between you and your partner to navigate as parents, as mom, as dad, you know, there's a big shift in your relationship, which is completely normal. And there will be a shift between you and your parents and your in-laws for the better or the worse. You like literally will not know until you're a mom, you have a kid and you're in these shoes. Like it has absolutely strengthened some of my relationships and it has weakened others. So yeah, again, it's just so important to speak up, make sure that your partner is also speaking up for you. And, you know, I think it's, it's also though important to acknowledge that grandparents have valuable experience, right? Like if you you want to keep the peace, that's, I guess what I'll say is you can make them feel validated, but also you can say like, Hey, things have changed, right? There have been studies done research. Um, and what was, you know, acceptable to do then isn't now, right? Like maybe it's like tummy sleeping, you know, that is like a big no-no nowadays. So you, you, you'll hear a lot of, um, you know, we did it that way with you and like you survived, <laughs> right? Have you heard that? So to that, you might say like, yeah, that's great, you know, but I'm choosing to do 
blank, whatever it is, differently, you know, based on scientific research and the latest recommendations, as well as just me following my motherly instinct and intuition, right? Like you can tell them, I so greatly appreciate your advice, your expertise. I know you've been a parent for so much longer than I have, right? Like you've been a parent for 30 some years and I am a parent for three days, three weeks, three months. (laughs) So you can tell them that you appreciate their advice, their expertise. You can validate them, but you can say, I'm just kind of choosing to do things a little differently. And I hope that you'll, you'll respect that and sort of follow the guidelines that I'm following now. I see nothing wrong with saying that, right? Like I heard a lot of like, oh, you have all of this like baby gear and gadgets, you know, like we didn't have any of that and we survived. And it's like, again, that's wonderful, you know, but technology has come a long way and it's really great to be able to see and hear my baby on the monitor at night when he's away from me, you know? (laughs) So just like things like that, you know, kind of think about what you're going to say when you are bombarded with unsolicited, annoying advice, like left and right, and having to navigate those minefields. So I can tell you some sort of funny, I guess this is kind of funny, from my own experience as a new mom. So we had the snoo. And if you haven't seen it, it's this amazing baby bassinet. It's insanely expensive. And it will rock your baby if it hears your baby crying. It just like listens to sound cues and will rock faster, slower, whatever. But another reason I really wanted it is because your baby is like strapped in. There is a built-in swaddle. So your baby cannot roll. Like they cannot roll and go anywhere. So there are a bunch of reasons why I really liked the snoo. Um, I can link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. But I would send my grandma photos of my baby peacefully sleeping in his bassinet. And oh my God, she would text me back and say things like, oh my God, like he looks like a mummy. I don't want to see pictures like that again. Why are you swaddling him like that? Like we didn't swaddle our babies. Why on earth would you do that? I, he looks like a mummy. I can't even look at it. And okay, so my grandma is like very dramatic. <laughs> she is a character. Um, but I was like, after several texts like this, I was like, listen, grandma, swaddling is the thing to do nowadays. You know, we don't stomach sleep. We lay on our backs and we swaddle babies. And from the hospital on, like as soon as they're born, they pretty much swaddle them up. And that's like what's recommended. And she just could not, she couldn't get behind it. And I was like, look, I just would really appreciate it if you would keep that opinion to yourself moving forward because this is what I'm doing. And like those comments just, I, I would just like rather not talk if, if you're going to say stuff like that. <laughs> so, she, I mean, she was accepting of that, you know, and, and that was just something that I needed. I needed, I just needed her to stop <laughs> because when you're a new mom, any little opinions like that kind of make you feel, can make you feel, I don't want to speak for every new mom, but at least for me, it would make me feel like they think I don't know what I'm doing. And then it would make me feel like, oh gosh, like, do I know what I'm doing? Am I doing this right? Am I failing at this? You know, it would make me question myself because 
as a new mom, like I think it's very common to not feel super confident in your your motherly abilities right away, right? Like you've never done this before. This is all new territory and you're figuring out as you go and having certain pieces of like unsolicited advice that can also feel kind of like judgment and sometimes is just pure judgment can just leave you not feeling warm and fuzzy and make you feel just not good. (laughs) So like there are all kinds of little things that like my mom would do when she'd come over. She would be like, oh, don't you think he needs socks? Or like he was playing on the floor with his, um, what is that? Like the little play mats, you know, that have, have the things over their head. <laughs> she would be like, oh, the floor is really cold. Don't you think he needs an, another blanket underneath him? And like I already had a blanket under him. Or she would do a diaper change and say like, oh, these wipes are too cold. <laughs> you know, things like that. Or, oh, the bottle is isn't warm enough and again our our parents they mean well because they just want the best for their grandbaby but it can come off like judgment like to me it sounded like what are you doing you're not doing it right like do it better do it differently so yeah I just didn't appreciate any of that and I would nip that in the butt right away and say like, hey, you know, this is why I'm doing this and this is why it works for us. And you don't even have to give an explanation. Like I said, right? I did give explanations because I just felt like I needed to, but there are also many, many cases where I was just like, no, that's just not how we do it. (laughs) You know, like I think my mom, when I switched him into the crib was like, oh, you need to get crib bumpers. Like if he like rolls, he's going to like hurt his head. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to order. I need to hop on Amazon and order crib bumpers because I don't want my baby to, to slightly bump his little head. Right. And then come to find out as I'm doing more Googling, like crib bumpers are no longer recommended because babies have gotten like stuck and suffocated or I don't even know. So I was like, actually mom, like this is no longer recommended by whatever the baby society thing is called, <laughs> the AA something RP, AAP, I don't know. Um, American Association of Pediatrics, right? Yeah. So like that's not recommended. So I didn't get crib bumpers. This is, you know, if you have crib bumpers, all good. You know, you do you. Everyone should do what they think is best for them and their baby based on the research and the knowledge that we have. And it just so happens that our parents who haven't had a baby in over 30 years, 20 or 30 years, um, aren't up to date with all the latest recommendations or, or things that have happened that make certain things no longer recommended or acceptable. So sometimes we just have to gently remind them like, Hey, like this is why, you know, there's been studies done or this crazy thing happened with babies anyway. So that is all I will say for that. Um, just, just don't let people hammer you down with judgy, unsolicited advice. Like that is the last thing that you need as a new mom. And you are allowed to speak up for yourself and say like, Hey, you know, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and then, you know what? Sometimes it's going to be picking and choosing your battles. The other thing I will say about boundaries as a new mom is that sometimes you might need to set boundaries just for yourself. Maybe a boundary is spending less time on social media 
if you're comparing yourself to other moms, like maybe, oh, she quote unquote bounced back faster than me. You know, maybe, maybe you don't need to see photos of other moms and how they're parenting and of their homes that look clean just because they shoved all the shit out of the way for the photo, right? You don't have to see all of that. Maybe set some boundaries, social media limits, right? Uh, Maybe you need to set some boundaries with your partner, whatever that might be for you. I'm, I'm just here to tell you that boundaries are so, so important. This episode is so much longer than I thought it was going to be. I didn't realize how much I would have to say on this topic, but I hope that it was helpful. I hope you have a a better understanding now of really what boundaries are as a mother, as a parent, how you can enforce them or examples of what some, some boundaries might be and how to communicate those and enforce them with your family members. I would love it if you could take a moment to scroll down on the podcast page and leave a rating, you know, if if you're enjoying it, leave a five-star rating and a review. If you have time, a little blurb about, you know, why you're enjoying this podcast. And of course, please subscribe and share it with your friends and, and, you know, come let me know on Instagram over at my best mom friend of, of what you thought of the episode, if it was helpful, any other future episodes, suggestions, and just to connect. And, you know, I, I love being your virtual mom bestie. So, Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you will start to set firm boundaries with your family and realize that having boundaries does not make you rude. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.